Welcome everyone, we are about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, Shalom Bayer Shir, number 266. Today we're going to talk about coping with the sex drive as a single person and as a married person, both males and females, men and women. Uh, it's a difficult topic, we touched upon it in earlier Shirim. It's sort of the elephant in the room, uh, because very often it's believed by either parents or mechanchim that by making believe it doesn't exist or scaring people about it when they originally talk to them about it um, creates additional anxieties and stumbling blocks. Um, so as much as it's not comfortable discussing these issues, and not to say that you have to talk about it 24-7, uh, but it has to be conveyed in a way that will give singles and married people the fortitude and the courage and the knowledge and the ability to besimcha with a joy, with a peace of mind, be able to handle these feelings and these impulses and know a healthy way to deal with them. Um, and it's difficult because, again, if you're told simply as a 13, 14 year old and onward, don't do it, don't think about it. It's a bad thing and it's terrible and whatever. And then to shift later into marriage where engaging in physical intimacy in a healthy way is something that needs to be uh, healthy, it needs to be respected, it needs to be looked upon as a positive good thing. It's very difficult to make that shift if you were told earlier on how terrible it is. One needs to know that uh, this happens where, uh, unfortunately, with religious couples, whether it could be Christian couples and unfortunately by f very firm couples here as well, that um, they could be married for years without having anything really physically wrong with them, but they're unable to have sexual relations with one another until they were able to reprogram themselves that it's a good, healthy thing. They were so ingrained in their minds as growing up of how um, unhealthy they believed in their mind it is, the etzem, that it was hard for them to reprogram that, themselves and to realize that it is a great bracha in marriage, something to be encouraged and something to be enjoyed. It took a long time for them to learn that and to reprogram, and for a while they were not able to have physical intimacy. Now when you're single, it's much more complex. Why? Because on one hand, you need to view the sexual impulse that you have and those desires as a potential great bracha that will come in marriage. Yet while single, you need to put it aside, you need to redirect it away from the sexual aspects, and instead immerse and rechannel it into healthy activity. And that is a challenge. It's a challenge for single people, but as we're going to talk about later, it's going to be a challenge also for married people. For married people in many situations where they cannot express their sexual desires and they're not able, they, they cannot give in to their sexual impulses. So it's obvious that by single, where there's no outlet whatsoever, that it's a bit more pronounced of an issue. But in marriage, it's also not a simple issue. 
But the bottom line is, is Hashem put the sexual desire there in human beings. And even as singles, it was put there. And our goal is to redirect it and to focus it through Hesach Adas and not, not because it's shameful. And not to feel excessive shame. We're going to talk about that shortly. About how, how excessive shame about the sexuality or having sexual impulses could really destroy a person. But rather, you deal with it when you feel it or you have it to realize there's a healthy sense of purpose towards it. There's a healthy sense of purpose of A, of having it within you, but also B, of not giving into it, but rather challenge, you know, channeling it into healthy activities. Now, both food, eating and drinking, and a sexual impulse, they're both inherently healthy needs. They're healthy needs, they're healthy appetites in the human being. Hashem put it there for a reason. It's part of what makes us human, a bus of Adam. It's part of the tachlis of Abriya in this world, of how to utilize those aspects, both of eating and drinking, and the sexual aspects, not to repress it, completely, but rather how to direct it in the proper boundary and the proper place. Now there is a mahalach, we talked about this before, but it's not on our madrega of only utilizing the world what's absolutely necessary and nothing else, you know, like paspa melech tarichal, the bread and water and finished. Um, and the truth is, everyone agrees that you can't run after excessive pleasures because that leads to disaster, not just spiritually, but even physically. But nevertheless, what Hashem gives you as a bracha in your life, whether in food, whether in drink, and in marriage, the sexual aspects, and other in yonim, the idea is not to be doiche it, the idea is to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu for it, and to use it in a healthy way. You use that very nature to want to eat, to want to drink, to want to have sex. You use it recognizing it's a bracha, not a klala. It's a matana from Hashem. And the sexual aspect in particular, Hashem designed it to arouse and be awakened the right time in a marriage with your true zivig, and only to push it away in your single years or in your married years when we're going to talk about it, when it's not proper to engage in it or to deal with it. So, that is a way, by when you're pushing it away, you're pushing it away because you will ultimately will embrace it in a healthy way when marriage takes place, using it in the way Hashem wants you to use it. But of course, we, need, we have a Torah that tells us that the sexual-physical relations is only meant for a husband and a wife within marriage. So we don't need logic to explain that to us. We don't need a source to prove this. But the bottom line is that even though we do not need science, you can throw science out the window, we trust HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the Torah, whether science says that they see it or they don't see it, it makes no difference. But the bottom line is we see in our dur and you see as things grow that science catches up to what the Torah originally said. You find so many times, not that we need the proofs, my point is, though, 
is that the Tyrus Emes, the true Tyra, what the Chazal placed from thousands of years ago, their Gedorim, their Gzeris, their wisdom, is already science is proving these aspects. Of course, we don't need it, but that's the bottom line. So the key is, if one asks yourself, a single person asks themselves, I have the sexual impulse right now, it's very difficult, why save it for marriage? And a lot of it has to do with trusting Hashem. That's where Amuna comes in, that's where Betochen comes in. You truly trust Hashem. He created you, He created that sexual desire within you, and He created it as a binding activity. You're supposed to use it to bond with a person, your wife, your husband, in the most meaningful way. And there are actual chemicals, oxytocin, that are released during physical intimacy of sexual intercourse, as well also um, is when a mother nurses, nurses a child as well, it gets released, and it, it is a chemical that creates a binding of one person to another person. The physical intimacy between husband binds a per- them, husband to wife, wife to husband, and a nursing mother to child, child to mother. It's a feel-good chemical, a natural high for the purpose of connection. It's okay to feel good about it and, 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 and enjoy it, but it's for the purpose of connection. And by trusting HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that He wants you to use this binding activity, and as the science says, that to create that, that, uh, those chemicals, HaKadosh Baruch Hu made it that way. To put it that it should take place in marriage and not before. This emuna, believing in Hashem, trusting Hashem. Hashem, you know what's best for me. You put it into me earlier than marriage by many years, so it's not so easy. I get that. But by me preserving it, by me redirecting it, by me only using it when I will after marriage, will greatly enhance and make me into a truly healthy human being. And I'll have a healthy focus in dealing with sexuality. So sex is inherently binding. It's a very intimate thing. And that is why when you have or engage in sexual activity outside of marriage, it could truly mess up with a person's head and heart. Why? Because it creates a fake aspect. It creates a feeling of intimacy when there really is no real intimacy. It creates a feeling of connection when really there is no connection. It numbs you from what is going on. But in marriage, it's a good thing. Because in marriage, what it happens is, is it becomes a glue that holds a couple together, even when they have sometimes stressful periods in their lives, and never and, and, and they have stuff going on, and they're working together on on dealing with whatever problems that they are facing, and the physical sexual intimacy can become like a glue, a binding factor in those times and in other times that connects the two of them and gives them a sense of intimacy. Within marriage, the sexual physical aspects of marriage can be very, very healing. But outside of marriage, it is generally very damaging and very confusing. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the one who knows this. He's the one who made us. 
He's the one who understands what relationships are supposed to be like. And if he tells us, if HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells us, which he does, that the sexual impulses and, 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 and the sexual uh, need and the expression of it is binding and healthy and beautiful and healing in a marriage, in an active marriage between a husband and a wife, then we need to trust Hashem that it is so. We need to trust Hashem that that is ultimately the best for us. So in short, what we said so far is number one, is to be grateful that we have this within us because it's a gift, it's a matana that we will ultimately use when we get married in the right way. Number two is to trust Hashem that boundaries are not there just for the sake of boundaries. We talked about this before too. Gedarim are not there to make your life miserable and they're not there for its own sake. It's there for an ultimate good to protect it so that it could be used in a safe, healthy way. And of course, the ultimate thing is that we need to trust HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So the question arises though, while you're single, how do you honor HaKadosh Baruch Hu, even as you're feeling these feelings from the sexual drive that you had since you were 13, 14 or whenever? And it's a challenge. No one can deny it's a tra- it's a real, real challenge because, as we said, it kicks in when you're 13 or 14 and you know you're not going to get married for at least another 6, 7, 8, or 12, or 14 years, depending on the person, depending on the situation. So very often, a single person will say, I feel very trapped. This is not a matter of just hanging out, hanging in there for a week. This is years and years. I have a sex drive and I have no way to go with it. What do I do? How do I navigate this in a healthy way? And and it, it you, to be insensitive to that challenge is very, very um, not healthy and really not doing singles a disservice when you don't show the empathy in realizing, because even married people know they were once single and they remember what it was like. And for many, many, it's extremely difficult and we need to guide and encourage and give good advice on how to cope with those areas, which we're going to talk about as a Shem more in the upcoming share.